0: So that's the obvious thing to do, and I didn't do it. Good job, me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're fucking killing it. So good at
0: this. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
1: Hey, guys. Welcome back to Couple Goals. Hello. We are on episode. 27 <laughs> yeah.
0: i try to announce whatever episode or i whatever. do because I don't think anyone cares
1: i care like when i listen to people
0: yeah you want to know what episode you're on
1: i do because if there's something really funny in that episode i can just go back to the beginning and figure out what you know what i mean like i can just i mean I guess i could look, look at the screen too <laughs> uh huh you guys like hearing that? Do you not care? Does it not fucking phase you? Because that's probably how it actually is. I think we just is. do it
0: because we don't, we we still have not figured out a good way to segue into the actual episode. We can't, we, we go from the greeting into dead air most of the time. Right. Hey, this is a podcast episode. Hey, this Can is... Can you believe it?
1: This is a podcast. Loisima. <laughs> so, before we get started on today's uh, today's episode, we do have a little bit of um, light housekeeping to discuss. Okay. Rate, review, subscribe, number one. Number yes, two. Yes, please. Tell friend. Number two, the online store is being launched. Woo! Woo. The link isn't yet connected to couplegoalspodcast.com. And if you're a Patreon, you will be getting a coupon code. But I haven't figured out how to do that yet, so give me a second. Isley Brothers Apparel. So Isley, B-R-O-S, apparel.com is where you out. will find... Where you will find... um. Our our stuff. So it's going to be general merch, a lot of Ohio-based merch because we are in Ohio. A lot of graphic tees, and then that's going to be the official supplier of Couple Goals merch.
0: Also, if you have a suggestion for something you would like to see in a t-shirt and buy something, I mean something podcast-related, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> not just a t-shirt well, design you think have, cool.
1: I got I got a a suggestion from a listener. You did? Yeah, who's not even a patron, dollar, like a listener. It's from episode one of all episodes. Oh. And she was listening from episode one, and yeah. she suggested apocalyptic rainbows, because that's what we talk about Maybe in Maybe a little episode graphic one. or something. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, that's so what I mean, stuff like that. If you
1: have ideas, let me know. Like, if you heard even just, like, a line or two.
0: That you think would make a funny shirt, if you're interested. uh We'll consider I can
1: de- yeah, and I can design it or if you've done a design and you want to take part in this. But that's it for housekeeping. If you're a Patreon donor, I promise I will have your coupon code to you as soon as I figure out how the hell to do it. Cool. All right. Up next.
0: Up next. I was just going to I have a, a little news story. I think the obvious news story would be about the air, airline mechanic or I don't know if he was a mechanic that stole the plane. Yeah. And that that if you obvious. listen to the audio from that, I did. No, I, I did. But I'm not. We're not gonna do that. I I didn't talk about that, so we're not going to talk. <laughs> I didn't talk about that just now. We didn't touch on that. <laughs> so that's the obvious thing to do, and I didn't do it. Good job, me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're fucking killing it.
0: You're so good at this, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, no, this this is something that popped into my feed because I I do follow some uh, metal websites, and the only reason this popped into my feed is because. The person they arrested was wearing a Pantera T-shirt, but here's the headline: uh, After this man's wallet was stolen, chased the thief and beat him to death. New Orleans police say. So yeah.
1: So the the victim of the robbery beat the perpetrator to no. death. No. Oh.
0: Oh wait, wait. yeah yeah no I'm sorry yes that what you said my oh. bad my bad yes oh sorry I'll just I'll just read this briefly. Yes, I don't know why my my brain turned that around, but that's exactly right. Simon Morris snapped when a man swiped his wallet outside an uptown gasoline station. Who says gasoline station? (laughs) Who types that out?
1: Someone who has a letter count Uh, to fucking hit.
0: (laughs) Right. Gasoline station. Can we stop by the gasoline station? (laughs) I need a Coca-Cola.
1: I need a Coca-Cola from the gasoline station. Perhaps the gasoline attendant will be able to assist.
0: On Friday morning, last Friday, he chased the thief across the street and beat him to death with his fists and feet, New Orleans police said. Morris, who's 31, faces a count of manslaughter after killing after the killing of a man identified in court records only by his first name, Edwin. According to police, Edwin approached Morris and asked him for a dollar outside the Express Mart gas station at this address, doesn't really matter. Edwin then reached into Morris's back pocket, snatched his wallet, and ran across South Claiborne at Milan Street. Uh, Morris caught up with him in the rear driveway of high-class customs and upholstery and window-tinting shop. All these addresses. Uh,
1: Right, I don't give a shit about any of that. Can you tell me the rest of the story?
0: Uh, Morris rested his his wallet back and then began beating on Edwin with his fist, police said. At least two people tried to restrain Morris, but he kept punching and then started kicking Edwin, who was begging Morris to stop and was attempting to cover his face and body, police said. Morris battered Edwin's head and body for a duration of five minutes or more, police said. He didn't stop until one of the witnesses managed to pull him off. The witness said he feared Morris would try to beat him up as well, according to police. Paramedics took Edwin to a university medical center for treatment, but he died there not long after arrival. Officers detained Morris and later secured a warrant to jail him on account of manslaughter. In Louisiana, manslaughter is defined as a killing that is carried out in the heat of passion following a provocation that would cause an ordinary person to lose self-control. The crime calls for a maximum of 40 years in prison, but doesn't, include a, fuck? doesn't include a mandatory minimum punishment. Morris made an initial court appearance Friday evening in front of Orleans Parish Magistrate Commissioner Bridget Collins. She set his bail at 150000
1: hundred and fifty thousand. Oh, it's not that high.
0: What do you think of that story?
1: I get, I get it.
0: Right? I get There's it. There's a part of you that's like, don't take people's shit.
1: Yeah. I get it. I do I think it was an overreaction? Yes. yes. But can I see how it happened? Yes. Like, I get it. Don't uh, fucking I, we've talked on the Patreon episodes. I don't think we've covered it much on our regular podcast about how how disrespect is like the worst thing you could do. Yeah. And I mean, it's not the worst. Obviously, murder.
0: But it's one of those things that gets under your skin very quickly it's like, and escalates in your mind.
1: <laughs> right. And
0: very quickly. The
1: disrespect of stealing someone, something, anything.
0: Right. From, Sna- from a person. Snatching a wallet right out of your back pocket and just running, like not even stealthily, clearly. Yeah. He just
1: he asked for like, a yeah. dollar,
0: wouldn't give him a dollar. Took his wallet. I can see
1: it. It sucks. I hope that guy doesn't get 40 years for it.
0: Right. But at the but same yeah, time, there still
1: has to be some kind of repercussion for that. That's right. Not acceptable. You can't
0: beat a man to death for that. Right. That's.
1: But like, it's like that scene from Christmas a Christmas story when Ralphie just loses a shit. Oh, I've, his I've been there, that man. Kid. I've
0: been in this. I've been in situations where I, I literally have blacked out from anger. Yeah. Yeah. And not even remembered what happened after hitting someone or getting hit. Yeah, that where, I mean, uh, to I, the like, point where afterwards.
1: Do I think there needs to be a repercussion? Though yes, absolutely. You but, don't yeah. get to do that. Like that's not a that's not a thing.
0: But, at but the same is it time, the most relatable crime? <laughs> right? Yeah, like don't take that's like shit. that could have been me. It's <laughs> one of those things. Like one of one of my peeves, is, and one of my one of my I guess rules I live by is you don't fuck with people's food. Yeah, I just, like, I mean, if... And this goes back to being in school. You know what I mean? You you don't dump water on somebody's sandwich or something. You don't fuck with something somebody's about to eat in any way, shape, or form. That sets why, me off.
1: Then why the fuck do you take bites out uh, every time you make someone else a sandwich?
0: <laughs> oh, that's my... I made that sandwich for the kids. <laughs> that's that's the, You're fucking with that's their just, food. The, and when they stop no, 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 eating no. that, that's that's not, fucking, that's not making the food inedible. That's not snatch. If I went over and snatched it off their plate or out of their hands, that's fucking with their food. But if Is I just want
1: that's that happened to you as a child.
0: What that, Oh yeah.
1: That never has happened to me ever in my life.
0: Oh yeah, Pe- people taking your food or throwing it away or whatever, throwing it on a, like put throwing your stuff on the ground. That never happened to you. Like, in, oh, you're a girl. Guys are different, so maybe, maybe that's why. But yeah, that's that's happened to me a, a lot. Gender's as a, kid. a social
1: construct, but yeah, <laughs> like it's. it never happened to me like no one ever i mean i have had a lot of terrible things happen to me but no one ever touched my food
0: yeah and so i i just you don't do that and that and you know how it is too there there's people that are rude to people at restaurants fast food restaurants nice restaurants whatever we've gone out to eat with people who seem to think they can treat the people who make their food as some kind of slave (sighs) or servant or something, and I, I don't understand that, because having worked in fast food, you don't fuck with the people who make your food is another thing, because they will fuck with your food. <laughs> like, so, we've talk, I, I we talked like most about people this. know that. I don't feel like this is any kind of secret I'm letting out.
1: We've talked about this on previous episodes. Yeah, It might have been on Patreon, I think. I think it was on Patreon. See, so you
0: don't fuck with people's food, and you don't fuck with the people who are making your food.
1: Don't, yeah.
0: No, those are two things.
1: That's a huge pet peeve of mine in general is people who disrespect the server. Right. There is.
0: I will never understand that. that. There
1: is no call for that. They are just trying to do their job. They don't want to be there either. Right. Like. Right. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. No, I understand why that guy stomped the other guy into oblivion. I get it.
0: But I feel like I would have that same reaction if somebody knocked my sandwich out of my hand or something like if i was leaving chipotle and somebody just snatched my burrito i might beat someone to death because <laughs> you know i'm very passionate about food yeah i'm pretty passionate about I food. Love my food and i'm like oh hell no you die you die now <laughs>
1: like, i don't have the physical strikes to beat somebody to death but if i did it would happen if someone fucked with my food right that's like, what i
0: mean that's what i was getting at basically
1: if like biff tanning came in and was like Knocking shit out of your hand. <laughs> right. Like,
0: oh. Poured your milk over your head. Like, I just bought that fucking milk. You're going to die.
1: There's so many reasons I would get angry. I did get in a fight once in eighth grade. And, or no, I was in seventh. She was in eighth. Her name was Alexa. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. um, And she rubbed deodorant on my starter jacket. And mm, that set me off. Don't fuck with
0: people's things. That's another thing.
1: That set me off. And I, like, yeah, lost my shit on a bus. It was the only fight I ever got in. Really, yeah. like, physical like altercation ever and i went to catholic school she went to catholic school she was a bad kid like she had gotten transferred there like to try and rehabilitate her kind of thing yeah but she was just a fucking asshole and she rubbed (laughs) like nothing ever came of it but she rubbed deodorant on my starter jacket i had a notre dame starter jacket because it was the 90s and everybody did and Used I feel like the Charlotte fresh.
0: Hornets was the most popular well, starter it's jacket. It's
1: pretty. It's pretty cool Is that why? Yeah, yeah, I saw that teal fucking and, thing
0: everywhere for It was years. teal and
1: purple. I liked the navy blue because I was really into blue for a few years. And then I got really into yellow. And this was like a good combination. Yeah. Now I'm into red and pink. But.
0: All right. So that was my. That went off in a weird <laughs> direction. On, yeah. What kind of
1: colors do you like? Do you like colors? <laughs> I like color? colors. But yeah, I get that. I totally get it. And I. I don't think it's acceptable, but boy, do I get it. All righty. So,
0: what do you have for us this week,
1: Maggie? This week, I'm going to go first. I do not have a murder. Yay. But but I do have a weird ass story.
0: I like weird stuff.
1: That does involve a dead person, but not murder. Okay. So, that's not, that's not, we're going to talk about Carl Tanzler. You ever heard of him? Nope. Okay. So, he was also known as Count Karl von Kossel, and he was born in 1877. Okay. In Dresden, Germany. And around 1920, he married Doris Schaefer, and together they had two children. All right. All right. That's the backstory. So, the German born radiologist was not a count. He had like a distant relative who was a countess, but he was not a count. Okay. And he claimed to have nine university degrees. He claimed to be a former submarine captain. Wow. And as well as accomplished inventor. (laughs) In reality, he was an eccentric and lonely man who abandoned his wife and children to work at the United States Marine Hospital in Key West, Florida.
0: What? So that's
1: that's actually who he was. So
0: he convinced somebody to marry him and then he, he dipped out.
1: Yeah, he got married in 1920, whatever. So he got married in like.
0: What a piece of shit.
1: He got married in his 40s, which is actually rather old back then to be yeah. getting married. And then he had two kids. One of those kids died. So I think that that might have had something to do oh, with him okay. leaving, too, because she, his daughter died when she was 10 oh, of diphtheria. That sucks. Yeah. So to Tansler, the ideal woman was literally heaven sent. He claimed that when he was a child, his late ancestor, Countess Anna Constantina von Kosel appeared to him in a vision and revealed to him the face of his one true love. Okay. He carried the memory of this vision into his adult life, and even though he was married and had two children, he never let go that his, you know, dream girl was actually out there somewhere. So in 1930, Carl was working in U.S. Florida, and he met a patient named Maria Elena Milagro de Hoyas. What the fuck is with
0: all the names?
1: She was Cuban-American. And she had dark hair, lovely features, and she looked like the woman that he had been picturing since his oh. childhood.
0: Oh, well, that's convenient.
1: So she was only 21. And when she came in for examination, Carl immediately fell for her. She was she was called Elena. Out of all those names, she went by Elena. OK. And he determined that she was the woman of his dreams. OK. So, Elena was diagnosed with tubercleo- tubercle- tuberculosis. I have such a hard time with that. But when you read it, tuberculosis. Tuber- <laughs> yeah. So Let's call,
0: anyway, call it tuber. Let's call it tuber for short. We'll call it's it heavier. consumption. Consumption.
1: So, she was diagnosed with consumption, and Tansler tried everything in his power to cure her. He spared absolutely zero expense. Huh. He displayed total reverence for hospital authority, and he set out to find a miracle cure for her. He wow. administered homemade specialty tonics and illegally brought in x-ray and electrical equipment to her home for home treatments. Wow. All while showering her with gifts and professing his undying love. Okay. Despite his best efforts, oh. she died.
0: Oh, okay. So, <laughs> wait, was this... <laughs> was this... After he left his wife?
1: He abandoned her to work in Florida. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he abandoned her, like, early and went and did this.
0: So none of his little concoctions saved her?
1: Shocking, I know. That's so but weird. She did die of complications in October of 1931. And he insisted, Tansler insisted on paying out of pocket for Lena. Did a they have a
0: cure for tuberculosis by then?
1: Not yet. They just really? were I people had outside. Really? they it before that. Well, it was, they were sitting people outside. Yeah, go sit air. outside, get some air. Yeah, you can die of exposure, but at least you didn't die of consumption. That right. One, that whole theory from when we did the Stanley Hotel. Right. Yeah, they had that, but there was not a vaccine yet. Is that, okay. that's what you're thinking. That was not around yet in 1931. Wow. So he insists on paying out-of-pocket for Elena to be buried in an expensive stone mausoleum. With the approval of her family, he then hired a mortician to clean and fix up her body before placing her in the tomb. One fact her family did remain ignorant of was that Tansler was the only person who had a key to the mausoleum. Oh. Yeah, that's a little weird, huh?
0: Yeah.
1: It's uncertain exactly what finally pushed Carl over the edge. Speaking of snapping. But apparently he began to hear Elena's voice calling to him from the grave. Asking him to free her from her stone prison.
0: Schizophrenia is a motherfucker. So, so, one night in
1: 1933, two years after her death, he removed her body from the mausoleum. He loaded it into a child's red wagon and then carted it back home.
0: Uh, it's like some pet cemetery type shit.
1: Where his obsession took a terrible turn.
0: Ooh so we're getting to the necrophilia yeah
1: so she's now two years deceased and Tansler was left with the task of maintaining Elena's corpse he did this as needed inside of an old airplane I have a picture of this I'll put it up on the website it,
0: wh- how does he have access to all this shit x-ray machines he was a white man oh 30s. yeah cause I yeah I got In x-ray machines
1: I don't think that he was a, he was a radiologist he took okay, the hospital x-ray so, oh, okay. machines yeah that makes that a little bit job. more
0: sense Guy, so Bruce Wayne? he turned Jesus this old Christ.
1: airplane into a makeshift medical laboratory. So I have pictures of his laboratory and it literally said Dr. Von Kosel because he really wanted to be like fancy. Dr. So he he wanted to. Um, so it, there's like a sign and it was like a cabin and then there was a big old airplane in the back that he turned into a like a, a laboratory. Was this
0: like on his property? Mm-hmm. Is that a plane? What yeah. the Fuck do radiologists make. My grandma was a radiologist. <laughs> <What
1: the hell? laughs> like, I don't think so. <laughs> like, I can go to Tri C and get my certification. I don't right? think it's like that. God, damn!
0: Oh yeah, just put it put it in back in my airplane.
1: <laughs> well, it wasn't working. It wasn't a working airplane.
0: I don't have access to a non working airplane.
1: <laughs> well, I've never looked. Maybe we can get one. I don't know. I've never I've never priced them out.
0: Next week. No airplane in the backyard. It's <laughs> just gonna sit there.
1: I feel like I would need a permit for that, but I don't think so. I actually don't think so in Brunswick. I'm not sure how I would get it back there. Right. Anyway, he was looking up a number of DIY tricks to, like, keep her body intact, including Plaster of Paris.
0: Jesus Christ. You know what that is, right? That's yes. the
1: That's the plaster that I use to make your Jack Skellington mask. Yeah, yeah. So, Plaster of Paris, he used glass eyes.
0: Are there pictures of this body yes and i have them in decomposition i gotta see this
1: um glass eyes to maintain the integrity of her face as well as coat hangers and other wires to stabilize her skeletal frame
0: dude is this what psycho is based on i i didn't know that that was based in any kind of reality
1: i don't know anything i don't know this is about a this is about a girl that he... Oh, I guess. Norman it's Bates. very
0: similar, yeah. Norman Bates kept his mom around and I he talked to her.
1: I haven't I haven't read that they were similar. Like, I literally, in all my research... That sounds
0: very similar, very inspired by.
1: So he stuffed her torso with rags in an attempt to preserve her original form. And he covered her scalp with bits of real hair that he had collected.
0: From... Where do you do the hair collection? I don't
1: know. It was 1933, so I don't really have a lot of just notes on this. Just go door to
0: door? I'm, yes, I'm here to collect hair for the homeless.
1: <laughs> I'm here to collect hair for the dead. <laughs>
0: for the you, don't, decomposing. you don't want to tell them that. you got to disguise it.
1: Tamsler added copious amounts of perfumes, flowers, disinfectants, and preserving agents to keep the rotting odor at bay. And he routinely applied mortician's wax to Elena's face in order to keep her alive.
0: No, Was she, Quote like, unquote. in a chair? It's just in her, in her coffin?
1: I'm about to tell you. Oh, okay. That's the one thing I do like about telling you stories, is you always ask the question that leads into my next statement. <laughs> it's always like, well, let me tell you. Tansor wrapped the corpse in a dress, gloves, and jewelry, and placed the body in his own bed, which he then shared with the corpse for the next seven years. Ugh.
0: Ugh. Did he, did he bang the corpse?
1: Everything was going great until people inevitably started asking questions. The Combination of him going out and buying women's clothes because he would change her clothes like she had outfits.
0: Like a business, people. His
1: absence from the mausoleum. And then a local boy's sighting of him through a window dancing with what appeared to be a giant doll. All, all aroused some serious suspicion. In October of 1940,
0: Elena sister... Just, I'm picturing... I don't know why, but I'm picturing that scene from Home Alone. Yeah, where he's like like, (laughs) pulling
1: the strings and it's like, (laughs) yeah, Uh so
0: that's gonna put some wear and tear on your corpse,
1: right? If you go swinging it around the goddamn living room, yeah, like put down the fucking corpse. Elena's sister confronted Tansler at his home, and he allowed her inside. Where to her horror, she was met with what appeared to be a waxy dumber dummy of her sister.
0: Wait a minute, so she wanted to come over, and he's like, "Yeah, it's fine." He didn't put anything away. (laughs) Yeah.
1: She, she like knocked on his door and was like, listen, I've noticed you haven't been at the mausoleum. Oh, okay. What's going on? And he was like, come on in.
0: I'll let me show you. Yeah.
1: So she thought, no, she thought it was a waxy dummy. Like she thought it was
0: a recreation. Yeah.
1: Because he'd put so much wax on it. So Elena's sister left and alerted authorities and they seized what they thought was a doll.
0: Right. uh, Wow, he must have did a really good job with embalming. If it didn't have an odor... Well, he
1: hired a mortician to do all that, but then he... Then, yeah, he used, like, whatever. Wow. So they they thought it was a doll, but then they discovered it was actually her rotted corpse.
0: Hey, uh, you didn't answer my question. I'm about to. About the defilement of said corpse.
1: So while performing an autopsy on Alina's remains, coroners discovered... That among the multiple body parts Tandler, Tansler had reconstructed, he had inserted a paper tube inside of her to serve as a makeshift vagina.
0: Oh my god! Uh, like a, I just picture a, a toilet paper tube, paper I see, towel I pictured like a
1: paper towel roll. Yeah.
0: Like,
1: but vaginas aren't that long. So I was going to yeah, say maybe yeah, that's toilet why paper. I said, uh, Ta- toilet paper roll. I pictured a paper towel roll though when I was picturing it. And I was like, oh lord. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Tansler never admitted to committing any kind of necrophilic acts. But yeah, this so, has left an
0: awful taste in my mind. <laughs> like I, I don't know why I have such an issue with the the with pa-
1: fucking the dead. I do no, too. No, no, no. <laughs> that,
0: But uh, the the paper towel in the vagina. Yeah.
1: You kept asking. You just kept going there until you until I told you about it. I-
0: I can get past the necrophilia. I've, I've heard enough songs and seen enough movies. And also I think of that Louis CK bit. He's like, yeah, do whatever you want with my body. I don't give a shit. I'm dead. And I'm of the same mind. I'm a corpse. I, I who cares? It's, it's a lifeless husk at that point, but there's something about, there's only one reason he would have done that.
1: Yeah. You don't just insert a paper towel into where someone's vagina used to be, yeah. which means he must've removed that AV plug or maybe they didn't have them yet. Cause it was the thirties. Yeah, I don't know when he, I don't know much about advancement and uh, more to airy more. Ch- but more would twiary? you
0: fuck a paper towel roll or a toilet paper? You know what I mean.
1: Well, my version of fucking is very different than yours. It because, is. Yes, because my role is quite different than yours. So no, I would not. <laughs> oh, you mean
0: for you personally? Yeah.
1: So I mean, I would fucking not, is
0: generally the same, though, for people. Well, yeah, the act
1: itself. But my my participation isn't the same as yours. Right. And it wouldn't be the same as as Tanzler's. So I, I can't fuck a paper. I mean, I guess I could. Oh. <laughs> I gotta That's what want I to mean.
0: It's like one step anyway, removed from sandpaper. Like, why'd that, you go with the, the paper towel roll? There or,
1: weren't a lot of options in the 30s. Right. That's
0: what I'm trying to think.
1: I I'm surprised they had paper towel rolls in the 30s. I don't know is why. Is, it
0: didn't say that though. That's where that's where we went. It's just, didn't it just say a paper tube? Could have been oh. a wrapping paper tube. Oh yeah, toilet it said, paper. I feel like it would have been a toilet paper tube. It, it said could, it'd be really hard to get an entire paper towel. It started a up there. paper
1: tube inside her. Yeah.
0: yeah. I just figure a uh, toilet paper one is short, so it's got to be a fight.
1: I don't know. I just I thought maybe like in the 30s because they had just come out of the Great Depression and all that. Maybe like toilet paper was just rolled on itself. I didn't realize, but I guess well how you toilet paper holders have been around forever, so clearly there are two Next week
0: the history of toilet paper. <laughs> That's gonna be our topic. You when
1: like, did the
0: car- cardboard tube come into play?
1: Huh. So Tansler was arrested and he stood trial for wantonly and maliciously destroying a grave and removing a body without a- authorization. The trial became a media sensation and surprisingly, the majority of the public, especially women, supported Tansler. Finding him to be an eccentric romantic,
0: <laughs> women
1: were like, "Oh, I hope, someone, I hope someone steals my body and shoves a paper tube up my vagina." <laughs> that sounds fun.
0: I, I imagine women berating their husbands, "Why can't you be? Why can't you be, be, more, can't like you be more like Kanzler?" Never tried to put it. You never cover me in, in,
1: in mortician's wax. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm, gross. So, while on the stand, Carl claimed he had planned to use an airship to take Elena. Quote, he's got an airship?
0: How do you have access to a fucking airship? Who is this guy? Will you please let me finish? I'm sorry, but w- what is with the wealth of these people?
1: All right, Kanye, calm the fuck down. <laughs> so, his quote was. He's going to take her high into the stratosphere, so the radiation from outer space could penetrate Elena's tissues and restore life to her form. Which makes no fucking sense. So he's. You
0: know, I read crazy. a lot of comic books and stuff, but at no point do I think, "Yeah, we could probably do. We could probably make this work." I never just sat around trying to get bit by spiders. <laughs> you know what I mean? I never put a I'm spider bend- in the microwave and then had it bite me, like that. <laughs> like,
1: well, I think it would. I don't think it would be able to bite you after the microwaving.
0: Right, because comics.
1: Yeah, they're not based on. Well, that's not how he got his.
0: No, like, but I'm just saying. Well, that, that's how microwave. I would expose it to radiation. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only way I could think of. So, if you put it in the microwave real briefly, just real briefly, it, it could probably survive. Probably take some microwaves.
1: Cancer was eventually cleared, but guess, I also just want to
0: state, just to be clear, I have never tried that. <laughs> I didn't think of it until just now. I just want to put that out there. I feel like somebody might feel like that sounds like something Sean would do.
1: Sean would, he's always microwaving spiders. <laughs> you know, Sean. That's why we always get new microwaves. Every like 15 years, we get a new microwave because Sean's microwave. That one time, though, we had to get a new microwave because I broke it with my head.
0: That was hilarious. Anyway. Let me tell he, that story just real quick because I'm sure people are like, how do you break a microwave with your head? And I will tell you, I didn't see it, but this is what I... You, the microwave was at like normal microwave level right like on a counter it was on top
1: of our buffet yeah
0: so right now the and we're so you were you were bent over to get something underneath right yeah
1: we we had a um costco membership so like our we had stuff like shoved under the buffet because we had endless amounts of like straws and weird shit
0: yeah and huge huge amounts huge amounts and apparently you left the microwave door open
1: yeah when i closed it it didn't click
0: yeah and it kind of bounced back and you you sat up
1: i stood up because i was crouching
0: stood up full force
1: i stood up with the power of the fucking hulk apparently and i fucking snapped the door
0: snapped the microwave door <laughs> off its fucking hinges i have never <laughs> i had never heard of at that point that also, being the reason your microwave died i killed it with the back of my head
1: but yeah i headbutted it I so hard it burst right. <laughs> <laughs> to quote scott pilgrim like i i did i stood up and I just fucking took out that door, dude. I just like it just broke it right off the hinges. And it was like, huh. And the microwave wasn't that old. No. Like it was like maybe five years old.
0: Maybe. And you were like embarrassed to tell me what had happened.
1: <laughs> That's because it sounded like I like hooked out, like I fucking went on a steroid buzz and fucking I don't know anything about steroids. <laughs> and, um, yeah, the
0: steroid buzz. <laughs> is that a thing?
1: <laughs> well, isn't the writing out? Isn't that why Chris Benoit killed his kid and wife?
0: That's what they blamed it on, yeah. yeah. Or I mean, they played a part.
1: Up next week, toilet paper and Chris Benoit. So, guess why he was cleared
0: of mental illness.
1: Statute of limitations had worn out, had run out.
0: On what the corpse? I'm on, confused. On
1: when he exhumed the body and did all of this.
0: How how many years was that? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't look it up. It doesn't that. have dates no. of like when he.
1: No, it was seven years from the time he exhumed the body to when they found out.
0: So he's like, "Yeah, you're fine."
1: They're like, "You shouldn't have done that."
0: And do, they do do. So
1: the case became quite a spectacle in the keys. Solana's corpse was then placed on public display at the local funeral home. Over what? six thousand. And I how pictures,
0: is that? How this is resolved?
1: <laughs> what? I have pictures of the corpse at the funeral home.
0: Is she like spread leg with her?
1: They're all like her Look cardboard at tube. tube
0: vagina. <laughs> it's like,
1: Jesus Christ. <laughs> After the gawking was over, she was finally reburied in an unmarked grave so that she could rest in peace.
0: Why did they put her on display? Wait, this... it gets better. What the? What is the rationale there?
1: Carl then returned to his estranged wife, but still longing for his lost love. He used a forensic death, death mask of Elena as the basis for a life-size dummy, which he kept in his bed until his death in, in 1952.
0: Wait a minute. It was, what, what, the, what, what? What? was his wife? He went back to his. He went back to his estranged wife. And she was just like. She was like, yeah, "Oh, welcome d-. back, honey." And then he's like, "I'm gonna have." And he's like. This uh, life-size mannequin, though. He's like, and this she's is like, my "Soulmate." She was cool with that. And she
1: was like, "She was like, okay."
0: It's fine. It's, it's fine if you want to fuck a dummy. <laughs> well,
1: and then I read a couple different stories, and some say that he, that when his corpse, well, like when he died and he was found, he was in bed with her dummy. With this chick's dummy.
0: This chick, for the record,
1: just so we're on the same page, Elena did not like him. She was like all four trying to be cured, but they were not a couple. Oh. Elena did not like, like, Elena was like, yeah, I'm sick, I'm dying, I'm a patient. That'd be like if I went to the hospital and I'm a patient and some radiologist falls in love with me and steals my body. It's equivalent to that. They were never together.
0: Oh, I didn't even realize that.
1: Yes. Like, that's why, that's what makes this whole thing so fucking creepy, is that they were not an item. Like he was obsessed with her. He was like forty years her senior.
0: Wait, so they were never romantically involved?
1: Not while she was alive.
0: So how did he? How was he the one that got to do the mausoleum key? I'm because so he was trying
1: to save her life. So did they live the together? Family, or was
0: she in the, oh, oh, yeah. she, was,
1: she was living in oh, a yeah, with her family.
0: No, but he's. You said he took this hospital equipment though.
1: To yeah, to her house to, to try her house to try and save her and then so her family saw him trying oh, to save wow, her I life didn't,
0: i didn't even realize all and that. then that when is she d- even more twisted
1: uh-huh <laughs> yeah it's fucked up right so
0: much going on with that story
1: yeah that's the story of and i just i'm just saying on
0: cardboard vagina
1: that's all you can I think, think about
0: that's that sounds terrible
1: yeah i can't like because have you ever gotten a cardboard paper cup before
0: yeah, oh, a cardboard cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's like your skin is cut wide open. Like, no! why did you
0: think of that? Oh, <laughs> oh. Does everything hurt? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That doesn't put my mind in a good place. Oh, so hey, kids, you guys ready to hear about Batman? <laughs> like,
1: right. <laughs> now that we're done with this, freaking paper, cardboard, paper. Vagina tubes. Non-consensual. Man.
0: Well, you can't consent as a corpse. I don't right, even know why. Like, where, where does that even fall? Because, like...
1: Here's the thing. A corpse she didn't isn't a like person. Him. She didn't like him right. in life. So, at that point, it's just disrespectful.
0: It's always disrespectful. No, it's
1: not. You gave me permission to do whatever I wanted with your corpse.
0: Yeah, but...
1: So, if I wanted to shove a cardboard tube up your butt... So I could fuck it, then I'd you know what I mean? With like what?
0: With your strap on?
1: I would have to also buy one of those. But like, <laughs> like yeah, I mean, my point is like you gave me permission. She did not give permission.
0: Yeah. Like. Well, we don't it's know. Up. She might. have. She
1: did not give. By all accounts, <laughs> maybe she died at her
0: house with her
1: family. Like yeah. she. She wasn't. You don't think he was like? Hey, by the
0: way. She was like, hey, by the way, do you I, mind if I? I uh. uh do a little...
1: If I steal you and shove a fucking toilet paper roll up your that is junk. such a
0: twisted story. How it? Yeah. There has to have things. been. I, I'm getting. Well, I don't think there was a movie, but there had to have been like a, an anthology story, like a Tales from the Crypt or a Tales oh, from yeah. the Dark With Side. Kind of right? Stuff. You would think. I don't know. I don't think they got that. That's
1: awful, graphic and disgusting. Yeah,
0: they never got into the necrophilia too much. I think Reanimator was the only movie that i I can think of offhand that kind of got into that
1: tying into the patreon episode that is coming out in a day from this episode coming out if you do five dollars or more you can hear it um we could call it necrophilios
0: necrophilios (laughs) my favorite necrophilia wait no what my favorite
1: necrophiliac my my favorite
0: my favorite corpse fucking Is that a good catchy title?
1: If that intrigues you, you should become a $5 (laughs) Patreon donor and listen to the episode that comes out. Hey
0: guys, stay sexy and don't get corpse fucked.
1: (laughs) And don't let anyone fuck your corpse. Oh my God.
0: All right, I left off with casting of the 1989 Batman. I'm just gonna touch on some stuff real briefly, actually, to kind of wrap this up and maybe talk a little bit more about the influence that the movie had. A lot of the actual filming is not all that. I don't find it all that interesting. They filmed in Pinewood Studios in England, which you know was used also for for Star Wars and stuff. Uh, the original budget was thirty million, escalated up to forty eight million. Filming was highly secretive. Oh. The, the unit publicist for the movie was offered, but refused ten thousand pounds for the first pictures of Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Like that's how big a deal this movie was. Really. Yeah. The publicist was so the, the police were later called in when two reels, about twenty minutes worth of footage were was stolen. Somebody broke in and stole footage of this movie. That's how desperate people were to see this Batman movie.
1: Man, times have changed. I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing China security
0: China has just gotten better. Yeah. You know well, what I mean?
1: I just feel like there are always scenes from scenes from filmings now.
0: Yeah, well, you could I,
1: always see it.
0: Yes, and and you do see a lot of like phone footage, yeah. you know, the actor on the set, like we saw Hawkeye in his Ronin gear in for Avengers, which I did not mean to see, but I did, and that was upsetting. Um,
1: I saw them film Avengers, for example.
0: Yeah, that was so cool.
1: No, I, I watched I watched that whole ending fight scene. I got to see all the mocap bad guys. Which made that movie actually cooler, in my opinion, because I didn't know what the bad guys were going to look like, because all I saw were men crawling around right. in gray mocap suits. Right
0: in the mocap suits, I, I remember that.
1: So it was actually really cool.
0: Right to actually see what the
1: yeah to see what they did to like the ships that were just like little husks for so they could add them in and later, you know what I mean? Right. It was really quite cool to see them only film in mocap. So Michael Keaton,
0: who he. He called himself a logic freak. He was concerned that Batman's secret identity would, in reality, be fairly easy to uncover, which is a fair point to him. Right. <laughs> right? And discussed ideas with Burton to better disguise the character, including the use of contact lenses. Ultimately, he Keaton decided to just do a lower voice for, for I, Batman versus Batman. Bruce Wayne, which, as everyone knows, Christian Bale then did to an extreme... <laughs> I'm Christian (laughs) Bale. I'm Batman. Right.
1: I just leave my mouth open.
0: Yeah. All the time. And Pete Holmes does a great parody version of that. I never showed you his. He had a show briefly. He's a comedian. He had a show that would follow Conan on TBS for a while. But he had a series. I think it was on College Humor, where he he was Batman.
1: Adam, was he doing this?
0: Yeah, and he just oh, left God. his mouth open yeah. all the time. It was real. It was really... Because it was spot on. It was like, yeah, how how did they not say, Christian, fucking close your mouth. Right. And yeah. also, stop talking like you You went to a concert <sighs> last night and you were just screaming for Freebird the whole time.
1: Dude, right? That's how, if you listen to the podcast episodes where I sound like that, it's because I was out the night before. Right. Like, that's what you sound like the next day.
0: And it, I th- Also, though, in, in Batman Begins... He did a lower... But he didn't go, like, horse. He just kind of did a, hey...
1: On oh, am Batman.
0: Yeah, and then in the next movie, it oh, really Batman. got really goofy sounding. And again, when Michael Keaton did it, though, it just he just did a slightly lower register to disguise his voice. And I
1: don't know if maybe it was... You know how, like, sometimes you like things just because of where you were in your life at that point? Right. And I don't know if that's why I like 89 Batman so much.
0: I'm sure that factors into it. But... But also, it was a huge event.
1: It was a really, it's an enjoyable movie.
0: So, we'll touch on how it had, what impact it had at the time, you know, aside from just being a good movie and everything. But we'll touch on that. But first, I want to talk about uh, costuming. Okay. The design of the bat suit and who designed it and everything like that. All right. So, Anton first was the. Production designer. That a person? Yes. He Burton wanted to hire him to work on Beetlejuice, but he was committed some other movie called High Spirits. I don't oh, know. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, and he later regretted yeah, not I bet. going to do Beetlejuice. So he he did end up working with him on Batman. Batman. And first first and Anton First in the art department deliberately mixed clashing architectural styles to make Gotham the ugliest and bleakest metropolis imaginable. I love the production design in the original, in Batman 1980 and Batman Returns. It was, do you remember? It was like dark. It was and like
1: Art Deco. But baroque. Dark, yeah. You
0: know what I mean? It, really it was evoked- Baroque and Art Deco. Yes. Is,
1: that's what they.
0: And it was very, I don't know. It, it was pretty I much was what cool. you wanted a city called Gotham to look like. Yeah. It looked gothic, you know, it it, it it all tied in. It looked And at the same time, it, it didn't look like a real city. Which right. was cool, too, you know, because Gotham isn't a real city. Yeah. Whereas in the Christopher Nolan movies, which I love, it just very much looks like Chicago. You know, that's what that's where they filmed a lot of it. And yeah, it looks like it. That's what it looks like. It, but Gotham City just looks like Chicago. And I think and as a kid, you just pictured New York for the most part. You right. know what I mean? Like a New York that <laughs> well, was always swabbed funny. in darkness.
1: And what's funny is like because I hadn't been to New York yet in 1989. Right. I just thought this was what New York looked like
0: right well i'd seen enough you had seen enough movies by then you saw trading places and so many movies were set in new york
1: and they're it's dark and old architecture so to me it didn't didn't seem that different
0: it didn't look like the gotham city he designed though you know what i mean with uh, there's gargoyles everywhere i don't think
1: i I had seen trading places yet in.
0: Well, i certainly hadn't but but yeah it just it it looked comic booky and it, it was great all right i talked before uh I think I've touched on the fact that the Batmobile was a Chevy Impala. Everybody's seen the Batmobile. I don't really need to go into the design of that. The the Batmobile looks like the Batmobile in the movie. (laughs) So check that out. Yeah, and
1: it went like 20 miles an hour.
0: You know how I don't care about cars? Cars are literally just a conveyance to me. They are a way to get from here to there, and I don't give a shit about cars.
1: Yeah.
0: I would, if, if money were no object, I would have a Batmobile. It would probably be the 1989 Batmobile.
1: And it would go 20 miles an hour or anything no to I would get just anywhere. get a body
0: kit for something and it would just look cool all right so costume designer Bob Ringwood came on he turned down working on the James Bond movie license to kill to work on Batman smart move in my opinion nobody cares about the Timothy Dalton James Bond movie so uh, Ringwood found it difficult to design the batsuit because the image of Batman in the comics it was this huge six foot four muscular dude and michael keaton was a very average yeah he's just a dude yeah so the problem was to make somebody who was average size and ordinary looking into this bigger than life creature said burton michael keaton was a bit claustrophobic which made it worse for him so
1: that's a weird casting decision to someone who's going to be all about the
0: actor you know is that's what it wasn't so much, hey, what are your phobias, you know? And but and obviously Keaton was art. on board; he was yeah, willing I mean, to deal with it. it. Yeah, he did. He it. knew he was going to be in some kind of suit. Now that the the suit was a big thing for me because the only Batman costume I had seen in in a real life context was the '66 Adam West Batman, and that suit is fucking terrible. M- it's terrible. It's very goofy looking. Yeah. And besides the fact that it's terrible, though, I would totally wear that for Halloween because that's pretty much my body type. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's that Adam West Batman, that paunchy, yeah. goofy-looking. It's like, that's a perfect they, they Batman it, costume for me. They call it dad me. bod. Yeah. yeah, I got the dad bod for sure. And that costume is, like, perfect, because that's I would look exactly like Adam West <laughs> Batman if I put that on. I would That would be me, this goofy-looking Batman. And
1: then you could do those weird dancing moves. Right, the Yeah.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. Something else. So because he was claustrophobic, though, the costume kind of put him in a dark mood, so he kind of used it to his advantage. So Tim Burton's idea was to use an all-black suit, which was met by positive feedback from creator Bob Kane. Uh apparently the comic book fans were not happy with the bat suit. Fucking it's weird being a comic book fan, but also hating comic book fans
1: it's you and metal too yeah you really you have a lot of like loathing of your own kind
0: yeah it's because of how they behave though like they really earned those stereotypes sometimes you know what i mean like metalheads being unwashed and rude and gross yeah i know are like that they're not all like that i've
1: been to concerts right
0: and the same thing with comic book fans where they're just they're they're comic book guy you know and and matt graining is a comic book fan so he gets it he he created that guy
1: on purpose yeah because Because that's how they can be yeah
0: and i could be like that to to a point i I don't i i don't know i can be like that with star wars for the most part everything they've done with like the marvel movies and stuff all the changes they made from the comics i'm pretty much on board with you know a lot of people got upset some people got upset that tony stark designed spider-man's costume i have no it makes sense in that universe you know i i get that civil war was a lot different they did it way better in the movies though But I don't understand this, though, you know, Tim Tim Burton decided not to use, you know, tights or spandex or underpants because he didn't think it was intimidating or believable. Yeah, It's not. And I thought that was great. So this was this is what I'm talking about, though, with with the impact and influence of Batman is. Again, the last thing we saw was, well, in the 60s, we saw Batman in spandex and then we saw in the movies, we saw Christopher Reeve, Superman in spandex. Yeah, which he got pretty ripped for. He looked great. He really did. Christopher Reeve really looked great as Superman. He made spandex look as good as you can make spandex look. You know. But Tim Burton was it like, "Hey, this feels
1: like such an old movie."
0: Yeah. Tim Burton wanted to go with, with the the black rubber, the latex, and it looked awesome. Uh-huh. It looked intimidating. It was like, "Okay, this is a believable Batman." And and when I talk about the impact or influence of Batman, that would be one, one of the big things with the costuming. I think started changing some minds, turning some heads in Hollywood because they were probably like, dude, we can't do spandex anymore. Yeah. You know? And then they saw Michael Keaton and Tim Burton's Batman and they were like, well, this is different. You know, we could probably do this. You know, they had the, the fake abs chiseled the in there. Yeah, suit exactly. The, the sculpted bodysuit. So that, that is
1: cool. That um, carried
0: over even to now.
1: But I have a question. Yes. So in 1989, Batman was still around, right? Because he's been around since, like,
0: yes. forever? Yeah.
1: Did his costume look like that? Like, was his costume spandex in the comics at this yes. point? Oh.
0: Yeah, it still so, is. They still don't do... Yeah, if you read the comics, it is just... And supposedly, though... Now, here's the thing. The, the drawing just looks like spandex. But... He has Kevlar under there, though. Like if he gets shot in the chest, there yeah. it, it's plated. But when they draw it, they just draw basically a human body with the gray. Well, now it's like gray and black. They kind of, they went back to that, but it was gray and blue for a while. But yeah, you, you look at that Batman uh, statue. I'm over literally there.
1: looking at a Batman statue, and that's that what we he looks like to have in our fucking living room. They all thank goodness for that. But.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. But yeah, that Batman statue. So he
1: wears because I, for some reason in my mind, I thought of him in the comics because I. You know, I, I read a Batman comic like a week ago and i would forgotten everything about it, but I thought it was more like.
0: Well, you see, he like was drawn movies. In, in that comic. He was just muscular. You know, it's all muscular. I guess I just
1: assumed that was the suit.
0: So what I think you're thinking of is thinking when you see me play no the. Well, yeah, you, you're thinking of that. But I think you might also be thinking of me is when you see me play like the Arkham games. And I showed you yeah. that bat suit where it's it's very armored, it, you know. Yeah. But in the comics, they just don't draw it like that for whatever reason.
1: Probably because it's easier to draw exactly. It like this.
0: They're they're used to to drawing that instead of drawing the super detailed plates on everything. Because even Captain America in the comics, they've they made some adjustments. Like they got rid of the little wings on his helmet and just draw. They draw them on the side. Now he used to have actual little wings that would stick up off his helmet. Look at you rolling your eyes. You'd
1: like calm down with that.
0: <laughs> so they they have made. Some, but for the most part, comic book costumes are still just basically spandex. They they still stick with that for the most part. Huh. For whatever reason. But I think for film, you you had to make an adjustment and they they went right. the right way. They
1: fucking better make an adjustment. <laughs> I, I don't want to just see people running around in spandex. Although it does look like that new Shazam movie. He's just, that guy's just wearing spandex.
0: That looks like... But did you see him though? Like, there's that's like it looks like an overstuffed costume. You know, like those those the ones you
1: get from the Halloween like, costumes costume. you can buy. Com. Like when I
0: bought that Skeletor costume yeah. and it had the big padded chest and everything. Logan
1: has had multiple Batman costumes right. like that. Before. Yeah, yeah.
0: And that that's kind of what the Shazam just looks like a high end version of that. Because huh. Zach Levi got in shape, but he's not that big.
1: I don't even know who that is. I mean, Zachary I Levi
0: know. plays. He plays Shazam. He yeah, was, but I don't know who he is. He was in that show Chuck. That's the only thing I know i from.
1: Oh, I didn't really watch that. Okay.
0: I watched like the first season. I mean, it was, it was entertaining. All right. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about marketing and merchandising. Okay. Because this, this is, again, this is like the impact and something that's carried over to nowadays. Like you go into Target now and there is all, there are sections that are just dedicated to movie and comic book merchandise now. Right. And back then until this movie, it wasn't like that. You know, you'd go to the toy section, and if there was... I was
1: like She-Rot and He-Man.
0: Yeah, if there was a a TV show, there would be merchandise in the toy section, typically action figures and stuff, and maybe some pajamas or underoos at the time was the thing. In the toy section? Not in the toy section. I'm just saying in the store. There would be underoos and maybe some T-shirts, and, like, that was it. But when Batman came out, and I don't know if you remember this but there was Batman fucking merchandise everywhere. They called it Batmania. It was, there were, there was candy. You know what I mean? There the only was Batman everything. toys I ever
1: got were um, like McDonald's Happy Meal toys. Okay. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like I never actually bought any, but like you, you used to get a choice of a boy or girl toy.
0: Right. And you but, still do. I think I, that's still a thing.
1: I don't know, but I, I, would always pick the boy toy because it was more fun. Right, well, Only me, a trendsetter. <laughs> 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 Gender is a social construct. I feel so, like the
0: girl toys back then were like a fucking afterthought, though. I don't feel like they were really. They
1: you weren't what like mean? they are I don't are feel now. like now, they really tried. They have like tiny brat dolls and shit now. Yeah. like that's not what I was getting. That's how I ended up right. with like those little tiny transformers that were like, that were like super duper like Hot Wheel sized. Yeah, this through McDonald's. That's how I got anything. I had a. Oh this is a different movie. I was going to say I had a Riddler cup, but that's a that's
0: Everybody a, we do we still have that cup. No, I think everybody broke. had that it fucking broke. Batman forever. we had forever. two.
1: We had two of them. And one broke early in our relationship and the second one broke probably in the last 5 years.
0: And then I had one, yeah, I think I like, I came into a relationship with one we and I had did our too. Stupid yeah. Batman forever. We both had the same exact It's like exact that fucking Empire Strikes Back cup that everybody or maybe it was no, it was Return of the Jedi cup that everybody had from Burger King. Everybody had the of the Hut one. I swear to God, everybody had that one. I
1: also had Care Bear from Burger King. Yeah. Those fucking Burger King cups. Bring those back, man. <laughs> I love them. They Burger have King.
0: those at Toys the Time Forgot. You can go buy those. They have them there. I'm not to go. I have tons relive. of glasses.
1: I have more glasses than I have cover space, and I have a lot of cupboard space. So that's saying something.
0: No. So, anyway, over throughout 1989, they sold $750 million worth of merchandise. So huh. this really kicked off. This was back in the day. Yeah,
1: 1989.
0: And again, there wasn't really precedent for this. That we, we had the Superman movie, but it, it wasn't quite the popularity level where you saw Superman stuff everywhere. You know what I mean? And maybe it was just because I was really little, so they I don't should remember. should cover this
1: in Toys That Made Us. Yeah. I'd watch that. They, they probably will at
0: some point, as long as the show keeps doing well. But uh, uh, director Kevin Smith... Of clerks and Mallrats Rats and Chasing Amy and all, Jane Silent Bob fame says uh that summer was huge. You couldn't turn around without seeing the Bat signal somewhere. People were cutting it into their fucking heads. It was just the summer of Batman. If you were a comic book fan, it was pretty hot. So yeah, that that was I I like I said, there there was, you know, candy. They they put Batman on anything. And obviously, you know, t-shirts, uh, I'm trying to think what else. What other like stupid little things, cup holders, anything had that yellow and black bat symbol yeah. on it if nothing else. So let's talk about Box Office performance. Okay. It was it was huge. So it broke the opening weekend record, which had just been broken the week before by Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah uh, Ghostbusters 2 opened with 29.4 million. Hmm. Um, Batman ended up opening with uh, over 40 million. Which is that's a significant that isn't like oh it beat it by a million dollars yeah
1: it beat it by over ten thousand or ten million and this
0: was unprecedented too because it wasn't a sequel this was like performance that they were used to seeing from sequels this was right the first. Where, that
1: had an established fan base right but the thing is with Batman it does have an established fan base right it's it's so so it might not have been in the movie but it it did was have, already a
0: cultural yeah. icon of sorts so even though it wasn't a sequel it had it had the awareness right so it, it entered theaters. On June 23rd, uh, it closed on December 14th. Was Shit, the l- bro. <laughs> yeah, it played until fucking it's December.
1: Almost six. No, yeah, almost. Yeah, it was six months.
0: months, basically. And it was on video, I think, in November. So Black Panther's kind of had a similar thing. Black Panther opened in February. It was still playing by the time it came out on video. And it. I think it only came out on video like four months later, though. So maybe not quite as long.
1: Yeah, well... I feel like it really came out. It came out in June and when it was on video already by November.
0: Six months was like the established time. Really? At the time. Yeah.
1: I remember it being forever. Like, cause I feel like you used to have to wait. I like feel like until okay. years.
0: And this is purely going by my memory. This is not fact-based. I've not looked this up, but that was the first time I remember seeing a movie on VHS tape in stores like the same year. I feel like that was the first time where they kind of
1: they rushed it to the market. Yeah,
0: it was that and the Little Mermaid. I remember seeing both those yeah, movies. Little Mermaid came out at quick. the same time, and six months was like fast at the time. Now it's like three to four months.
1: Now I swear, it's like, oh, I want to see that, but I'll just wait until it's in, th-. because by the time I remember I want to see it anyway, it's already out of theaters.
0: Yeah, well, that's like, why I wanted to see that upgrade. We have movie, to go see. We I have to go, go see
1: uh, Black Klansman like next weekend
0: right otherwise
1: it's going to be out of theaters
0: right like Cause, cause it's already I been out for that, like a week i want to see that movie upgrade and it was i swear it was like three weeks after i, I opened and it was gone it was out of theaters already because yeah. it didn't do well and they just fucking kick it right out
1: insane
0: but yeah i do i do remember seeing the the vhs tape for that and little mermaid that year and again like i said this is just my memory but i feel like that was the first time where you didn't have to wait an entire year or whatever for it to to come out yeah. or longer.
1: Because, like, by the time, like, in the 90s, it was getting to the point where it was shorter because, like, Aladdin came out right away.
0: So, listeners, correct me if I'm wrong, though. Like, if you have memories prior to that...
1: Of shit coming out
0: right away? But it's also, like I said, it's also the first time that I remember it just being featured, like, on end caps and stuff like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't remember seeing Back to the Future on store shelves.
1: You know, man. video
0: store shelves, obviously, but you know what I mean. And that was obviously a huge remember hit. Remember having or it sold ET. in like,
1: in like Kmart.
0: Yeah, where you just remembered. But again, that, that's just that's just going by memory because
1: Kmart was the thing at the time. Yeah, like it wasn't Target wasn't a thing yet. Walmart wasn't. The a store thing I remember, yet.
0: and and people from Ohio might remember this. In Gold Circle, right? You had all the, those uh, Zayer and yeah, Hills. I,
1: hills, yeah, man. But those are, those are all just glorified coals. Or they're lesser coals, I should say. Kohl's yeah, they're just is department stores. We had uh, Montgomery Ward. Right. Remember, remember department stores? Woolworth. <laughs> Dude, I got fish at Woolworths though. Like, I loved it. When, back in, like, and I'm talking 1990. Like, when I say 90. We had a Warworth across the street. So we would walk over there a lot. And, like, I would spend, like, $2 and get a new fanny pack and stuff. And one time we went over there and they had a bunch of fish in stock. I had that I had a spotted goldfish and I bought one of those black fish that has the eyes that poke out on the sides. Yeah. And that one died. But then my spotted goldfish lived and I'm not exaggerating. I got it in 1990. It died in like 96. My goldfish lived for like six years.
0: Fascinating. I, I,
1: that feels like a very long time to me because I was always like, why is this for fish a still kid fl-?
0: for a kid to keep a goldfish alive that long? That's a very long time.
1: Yeah. And I trained it. It was one of those things where if you tapped it knew to come up, it didn't even know why because it's a goldfish. But like, <laughs> but then eventually he started swimming like bent in half. And that's how you know your fish is dying.
0: So th- I think I touched on this briefly before, but 1989 was like one of the best years for movies ever.
1: Yeah, we talked about this.
0: But we had Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade came out that year and Batman beat that movie.
1: Ghostbusters too.
0: Ghostbusters 2, Back to the Future 2, Christmas Vacation, The Birds. Oh, Christmas Vacation. There's so many movies came out that year. Batman. I can't wait till was, Christmas. Batman was number one. It ended up finishing, or finishing? I don't finishing think that's anymore. a word.
1: It's a finishing.
0: Domestically, it finished with $251 million, which if you account for inflation, that would be about $510 million today. So that's really good. Like Black Panther this year is at, I think about $700 domestically. Biggest movie this year.
1: Yeah, Black Panther, though, was like a huge, huge hit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, though, it's also, you know, the 19th movie in a series. You know, this was... It has
1: an established fan base.
0: Hugely established fan base that are there to go see it. This was a lot more of a phenomena, phenomenon. Phenomenon. And it it remained the, the highest grossing... DC comic book movie until 2008's The Dark Knight.
1: Yeah, that makes sense because all the movies that came out after it were garbage.
0: It made $150 at in home video sales. And they estimate that it sold 60 million tickets in the U.S. 60 million people went to go see Batman. I was one of them. I was not.
1: (laughs) I know. We talked about this (laughs) last week.
0: (laughs) I don't know if I mentioned this, but I did not get to go see Batman. I was like the one person who was like, man, I go see that Batman movie. I'm hearing good things.
1: Dude, It was back when theaters had like, like a center row was the aisle. So you could never yes. see the center. Yes. It was back then. And I remember. And we still we have had, a theater like that in Brunswick. We do. And people in Brunswick act like it's the best theater ever. And it's fucking garbage. It's a shithole.
0: They got but recliners, I, though. They got through, recliners. But they don't have stadium seating.
1: Yeah. They have recliners so you can sit over far to the right and lean up against the wall in your recliner. Just like in your house, those poorly laid out houses where people don't put their couch in front of the TV.
0: Now, what's funny is this is one of the first movies, too, that was kind of, uh, well, I guess not one of the first. I would probably Star Wars, but uh, it was critic proof, basically. Nobody gave a shit that it had fairly middling reviews from critics. You yeah, know? nobody cared. Yeah, it's like it's fucking Batman. I'm going to go see it was, that shit. It
1: was so cool. I mean, I remember being eight years old and talking about that opening scene, the in the intro, like the credits. Yes. When you're flying around inside the bat symbol. Yes. Like
0: that was huge.
1: That was a big deal.
0: All right. So I guess we could talk about the quality of the movie. I mean, I, it's not something I really want to dissect. I mean, it has a lot of issues if you want to if you want to do that. But it, overall, it's so enjoyable. It has such an enjoyable uh, cast. And you know, seeing that Joker, like a, a scary joker.
1: That joker is,
0: was huge. Yeah. Seeing that awesome bat suit, I thought Michael Keaton was a great Bruce Wayne. He was just he didn't such... do, they didn't do the, the fight training. The fights weren't great. Yeah. But at the time, the fights were fucking amazing. Right. They don't really hold up they that. But hold to hold see all those right? gadgets, <laughs> to see the Batmobile, to see the Batcave and that that level of production.
1: I thought it was super cool because it was like, it was like scary elements you didn't think about. Like that whole. Like Joker going into, you know, like before he's Joker or whatever, when he falls into the acid. Right. And then like,
0: which is an origin that comes pretty much just for the movie, but also tied into the killing joke. They were clearly influenced by the killing joke.
1: Yeah. So clearly. Yeah. Like that's that's literally he fell into acid. Yeah. But like that. And the uh, like, the whole businessy side, kind of like they have it in, in in the second Batman too, like yeah. where you have uh, Christopher Walken on the businessy side, like that whole side is it's scary. It has like a scary tone to it. Yeah, and it made the whole thing really cool.
0: And it, and I think it made it more believable, even yeah. though it you know when you watch it it's it's you know really absurd, over the top and stuff, but it was compared to what had come before. And the fact that it was couched in, you know, there, there were no superheroes in that Batman cinematic universe. And same right. with the Christopher Nolan one. And that's kind of my favorite version of Batman is the Batman that is divorced from the, the larger superhero. DC universe. Yeah, because I, I just I like that better. Like once you start bringing in the Justice League it really does put Batman in that whole position of, like, why are you fucking here, bro? Right. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, honestly... Why are you
1: here? You have nothing. You just have money.
0: And then, obviously, and if you're gonna talk about the Justice League movie, which I am, apparently... Right. They just call in Superman, and he just solves all the problems. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, they... And you don't have to do that. In the comics, they found ways to give every character a role, but in the movies, they haven't. It basically is just, we'll just get Superman. We'll just hang back and... Let he him punch it, it to death or whatever, right. or hit it with its heat vision. But yeah, I, I love the I wish they would just th- this is what DC should have done instead of doing a large like instead of just trying to match the Marvel universe. They should have literally just done a Batman universe. Batman has so many fantastic villains that they could have just done Batman movies for 10 years. Oh, you what know? I think
1: is cool about Batman villains is that they don't have any special stuff either.
0: What like, do you mean, oh, they're not like superpowers? They're not I mean, superpowers. They do he does have some. Like, He's who? got Clayface, who can uh, okay, change that's into not other a people. I've never heard of him. No, that's a real no, villain. No, I don't think so. You got Killer Croc. He's ginormous.
1: Oh, he's in the Lego one. Yeah. You got him. You got Condiment Man. But at the same
0: time, there's, there's not like a doomsday. You got or, Gentleman
1: Ghost. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I, but the majority of them aren't like a special. I mean, I guess you got that Mr. Freeze guy.
0: But he's not super powered. He, he just has a low body temperature and he made some tech, though. Like he's not actually he can't I cast a low
1: f- body temperature.
0: <laughs> I don't think it's low as Mr. Freeze. But it's the like problem is, <laughs> is, is I, th- I think that they were scared to do that because of the sequels to Batman which we'll kind of touch on here, which I, I love Batman Returns. I like that take on the penguin. And yeah. they had Catwoman and uh, that that Catwoman was great.
1: Hey, speaking of which, speaking of Batman 2, what's it called? Batman Returns? Yes. Speaking of Batman Returns, if you haven't seen Super Troopers 2 yet, it's not fantastic, <laughs> but it's it pretty it's funny. It's very funny. It's pretty fucking funny.
0: And that's all it needs so, to be. It's a comedy.
1: If you if you come at it with just just expecting it to be funny... You won't be disappointed. Yeah, there's funny bits about Danny DeVito in there, which That's is why
0: Danny DeVito exchange. The Danny DeVito bit dying.
1: doesn't even have the dudes from Broken Lizard. Broken Lizard, yeah, yeah. It doesn't even have them in it.
0: It has like, it has, it has like other, Will other Sasso
1: and like these other people, and it's fucking hilarious. That
0: whole exchange, it was so
1: great. yeah. But Super anyway, back, 2, pretty back, decent.
0: Back to Batman, so. Batman Returns came out. It didn't do as well as Batman, which honestly, if that's one of those things. Like, can you really it's kind of like Avengers and Avengers, too. Like the first one is an event. You know, everybody's curious. And yeah. then you're going to have the people. And I, I think this is going to happen with Avatar, too, by an even larger margin. But
1: because I'm not going to see the next Avatar.
0: So I don't I'm on the fence about okay, that. Well, I feel like we kind of have to see it because Who's we wait? do this podcast. You and I, the, we'll wait the couple months. from a couple goals. So
1: that'll be Logan's guest appearance on the podcast. He can be my play me.
0: But that's one of the it was such a a huge deal that it it just kind of sucks everybody in. Even people that don't even have interest in movies, let alone Batman. You know what I mean? Just like, well, I got to go see this. Everybody's talking about this. So the people that. Those kind of people, you know, probably bounced off of it. It was like, oh, it wasn't my thing. But you know right. what I mean? They, they, they don't still contribute to that overall box office. Right. But right. I thought Batman Returns was really good. I really enjoyed it.
1: I enjoyed and it. Then I, had, I thought t- Catwoman was fucking badass.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, she was, was.
1: She was awesome. She
0: was badass. She had a great costume.
1: She had a good costume. She had, ba- badass. She had an awesome apartment. <laughs> <laughs> so pink.
0: But anyway, so those movies were really good. And then we go to Tim Burton decides he doesn't want to do a third one, and Michael Keaton says, well, if Tim Burton's not in, I'm not doing it. So they get Joel fucking Schumacher, which he hasn't really, uh, like, he did a movie I really liked, and I can't even remember the name of it now, so who really cares? But they bring in Joel Schumacher to do, oh, he did A Time to Kill. Like, you know what I mean? He oh, did, my he God, did good, that's a good movies, movie. You know, he did some good stuff. I think that was after Batman, but I don't, I don't remember.
1: That's a good movie.
0: So then they do Batman Forever with Joel Schumacher, and they bring in Val Kilmer, and it's fucking horrendous. It is fucking awful. However, I was in the minority. Apparently, a lot of people like Batman Forever. It did better than Batman Returns. Yeah. Wait,
1: who was the bad guy in, in Batman Forever? Was that the Riddler one? It was
0: the Riddler, and I think Two-Face was in it. I get Batman Forever and Batman Robin confused because I've literally only seen each one one time because that was enough. But the Riddler was in it, and... I think, I think Tommy Lee Jones was in it as Two-Face. Barely memorable, though, other than the fact that it was really hard to tell which side was the scarred side. It, yeah, yeah you,
1: you did this bit last face. week.
0: But yeah. And uh, Nicole Kidman was in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Kiss from a Rose by Seal. So Batman Forever comes out. I go to see it with, with Steve, of course. And... And I, I know I've said this before, but I walked out of the theater and said, "I am not going to see another Joel Schumacher Batman that was fucking terrible." And again, but it turns out I was in the minority, which is kind of a precursor to Force Awakens. I feel like I was the only person who walked out of Star Wars: The Force Awakens was like, "Does anybody else notice this is terrible?" And it then, feels like,
1: you should be working in the movie industry. Oh, I would
0: love that. Like I feel like, be I, would, I, feel kind of like I would. I feel like I would thrive. And, and and I feel like movies would thrive. And I'm not trying to be even. I'm being serious. I think I would do really well. I I know. I'm not saying everything I would do would be a hit, but I think I'd have a lot of hits. I think I'd have a lot of good stuff.
1: You wouldn't be maybe Funke.
0: So, yeah. Or I wouldn't be like a DC executive or Kathleen Kennedy. I'd actually have put out good movies. But anyway, like I was saying, I walked out of Batman forever. I was disgusted. It was garbage. It was terrible. And I was in the minority. People loved it. It was a big hit. Everybody was excited for Batman and Robin. (laughs) <laughs> then Batman and Robin hits and all of a sudden everybody's like wait a minute this is garbage this is shitty I feel like the same thing happened with Force Awakens the Last I went Jedi. to go see it
1: though because
0: I went to go see it too I liked because the- I like Batman I, w- I still went and saw it I like Chris so anyway, and I did go into it knowing it was going to be bad but again I used to just go see movies at the time too Right? I would just
1: remember, go remember the 90s when movies were so cheap you could just go see them right you just go spend
0: four bucks and go see a movie you know like
1: yeah i'm gonna go see anaconda and then anaconda sold the fuck out and i had to sell my ticket because my friend didn't get anaconda? there in and
0: i saw anaconda in theaters too i saw congo do you remember congo? you know what yeah. i mean i would just go see movies and knowing full well they weren't going to be great but it was just i just wanted to be entertained
1: that shitty movie theater we were just talking about yeah when it was i was in sixth grade and it was built and it was a big deal because we didn't have a movie theater around yeah. here yeah the one in the one down the street didn't exist yet. And I went. I was meeting friends to go see Anaconda, and I went and I bought my ticket. This is why I have that fear of not being able to have tickets.
0: Because we, because a fucking Anaconda, because of Anaconda sold out.
1: So I bought a ticket, but then nobody else had a ticket. So because I got there early, because I always do, and my friends got there late because everybody else is inconsiderate and a right. fucking asshole. Yes. So then they couldn't buy I tickets. Have a they like was sold that out. Too. People who show up late and are inconsiderate like that. Yeah such a pet peeve but then i had to sell my ticket to like some stranger standing in line yeah because
0: you I, know you can go with so your friends
1: now i'm afraid of movie selling out yeah and then i go and i forget movies aren't like they are in the 90s so i go and i'm all there's, like
0: there's literally twice as many theaters now i was looking yeah. at the theater count that for batman too. it played in like 2100 theaters now the average for the movie for like the marvel movies now is over 4,000 theaters
1: yeah so there's just a lot more,
0: more theaters now so it's it's a lot and I they bought, play
1: them all day now like, like, I, I, bought tickets, like to.
0: I bought tickets for Star Wars The Force Awakens. It opened, you know, they say it opens on Friday, but it actually opens Thursday night at seven or six. Usually, right. right. I bought tickets on that Thursday to go see it that right.
1: night. Yeah. Without that's, issue. That was unheard of. In right.
0: Nineties. Well, I remember Steve telling me a story when he went to go see the Ninja Turtles movie in 1990. Yeah. He had to like stand by a trash can, like <laughs> like they were standing in the back because they couldn't get seats together because yeah. it was so packed.
1: That's and crazy. then we bought,
0: and we, I did get to go see Batman Returns in theaters and we we you know pre bought our tickets and it was it was fucking packed. We had we did not get good seats. We did not show up. Remember, early enough.
1: remember back when uh remember back like when you'd have to buy your tickets like super in advance. And you'd have to like literally go up to the box office yes. and you'd get paper copies of your ticket. Yes.
0: There was no Internet. tickets. There was no Internet buying. tickets.
1: It was fucking nuts, man.
0: But yeah, I just I, I can't overstate enough that me seeing Batman forever and then seeing Batman and Robin was a lot like me seeing Star Wars Force Awakens and then seeing Last Jedi where everybody saw Last Jedi. And all of a sudden was like, wait a minute, this is, this is shit. <laughs> I what I didn't <laughs> notice the first time around, but this is terrible. It turns out these characters suck ass. Who do, everybody blames George Clooney for Batman and Robin, which blows my mind. I hold no ill will towards George Clooney. He, just he didn't write it. And yeah, that's like people who lines. get who get mad at that chick from uh, Last Jedi
1: for Rose. playing Rose.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I cannot remember her goddamn name. You really name.
1: can't. You really
0: can't. Kelly remember Marie Tran. That's her oh, name. Look at you. Yeah, everybody's pissed at her. It's like, dude, she's an actor. She's gonna act. You're gonna take a job. Right. I would take any role, even in a shitty Star Wars movie. Let me just state that right now. If fucking Ryan Johnson was like, hey, do you want to be in Star Wars? Yes, I do. You yep. know I mean? yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You don't sure do. Yeah. Oh, you want me to play a gonk droid? Fuck yeah. I'm all about playing a I'm gonk like, droid.
1: Oh, I'm playing Jar Jar Binks' son. That's right. I'm playing,
0: I'm playing Jar Jar Jr. <laughs> <Like, laughs> J.J.J. <laughs> write me on in Triple there. J.
1: <laughs> J-Cubed.
0: That's I'll, me. Hell yeah. I'm in a fucking Star Wars movie. You don't get mad at the actor. It's, it's not like George Clooney's performance ruined that movie. Like, did <laughs> that, you see seen that, that was, fucking movie? That was not the deal breaker. <laughs> right. Everybody, yeah, George Clooney. What? That was the problem. That was your takeaway. It wasn't the writing. It wasn't the nipples on the bat suit. Jesus Christ. Like it wasn't the terrible over the top. Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger was Mr. Freeze. I, I remember. And he had these awful one liners. We need to watch that movie again. It's so Do bad. Me, though. It's so bad. It's terrible.
1: it's so bad it's real bad (laughs) it's so bad it's that bad it's fucking
0: (sighs) bad poison ivy was uh uma thurman was poison ivy yeah i remember then they just cast some no name as bane bane was
1: i don't even remember bane
0: yeah he was he worked for poison like bane in the comics is a lot more like the christopher nolan bane where he's very intelligent he's like hello (laughs) he doesn't talk like that he's he's, he's spanish in the comics but he's he's a big guy but he's also an expert strategist and he's a super smart villain for Batman on top of being this hulking monster in Batman forever. He was just a lackey that they would pump the venom drug into, and then he would bulk up and punch people and he could barely talk. I
1: don't remember that he was, movie as he much. Was, I mean, like I've seen it, but I don't remember it.
0: He was practically troglodytic in Batman forever. They just, they didn't care. They didn't give a shit. Nipples on the bat suit. That's all you need to know. And right it, it, that's uh,
1: not in anybody's. And also, for people, for, Batman defense. Forever
0: introduced Robin, and you know how I feel about Robin. Robin is never that's cool. That's the whole reason I want you it can't. The it's movie. Robin is like Aquaman. You can't make Robin cool. All right, he's a he's a product product of his time. You know, yeah. stop trying to make Robin happen.
1: He was literally a circus performer. Right. Like everybody, calmed down. But even if you're you change his
0: origin, you're
1: not rooting for the carny. Like even, that's not a thing.
0: Even the second Robin and the third Robin that they've had. And now a fourth Robin with Batman's son in the comics. It, 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 no, it's it doesn't make sense to have a kid crime fighter. Just stop it. Just fuck, knock that shit off. Let Batman be Batman.
1: Just go watch Teen Titans go.
0: <laughs> right. So Yeah, I, I think I'm going to leave it there.
1: Is there going to be a fifth season? Wait, what would fourth. Fourth? It would be
0: a fourth. This will be the third time I talked about Batman 19. I think I talked enough about the impact. Again, uh... You know, superhero movies in general, blockbuster movies, that that yeah. it, it kind of with with the projected blockbuster, with the amount of promotion and everything, started with it. It, it was not an organic blockbuster like Star Wars or Jaws. You know, right. this was something that was again, it was in the works since like 1978, 1979, and and they promoted the hell out of it, and that's what we have now, for good or for ill, is you know all these movies are hyped to hell. But it did kind of start kickstart the new superhero era, which was still kind of slow. It wasn't like two years later, you had all kind of comic book movies. Right. You know, um, we got the crow in 1994, which was like a, a not at all known comic book character. We had men in black. A lot of people don't I know feel that. Like, I feel a, like
1: the crow was as popular as it was because of the death.
0: That definitely, sadly, that had a lot to because do with. I,
1: it. I I don't think I had even like I didn't hear of it except in that right. realm. And then I went to see it, and I was like, oh, it's a really good movie.
0: Right. But Defin- like, That I definitely had an impact. Yeah.
1: It was just... It's kind of like how no one's watching The Wizard of Oz until you're like, wait, is there someone hanging in the background? And then it turns out it's just like... The no, fucking... everybody
0: watched The Wizard of Oz.
1: No, Ooh. nobody watched that.
0: Oh, yeah. That you was...
1: watched it by choice?
0: I watched it because I was allowed to. <laughs> so...
1: Okay, so for those of us who had As VCRs, a little kid, it for, was for those amazing. of us who had VCRs.
0: Oh, you're when saying you're you wouldn't just in, pop in Wizard of Oz, right? Right.
1: You're not. I'm not talking about it was playing on TBS every goddamn right. Sunday. Oh, that's what
0: I'm talking about. Like
1: Jaws style. Like remember yeah. when Jaws would just play on either TBS or TNT? No. Every single weekend.
0: No, I didn't. I didn't have TV. Anyone?
1: Anyone from the '90s <laughs> who had TV? No, in the
0: night, in the mid '90s, I did have TV by then. But even then, by then, I was just kind of oh, like I wouldn't really watch TV. I'd watch MTV. I wanted to watch Dude. music videos.
1: Sunday was our cleaning day at our house. And I, my mom would turn on, like, TNT or TBS. And it was always either Jaws, yeah. Trading Places, or Brewster's Millions. Brewster's Millions. One of those.
0: You know, I remember when. So we got cable in the 90s, mid-90s. And what I remember is HBO, and I swear to God, HBO still plays these movies, but they would play this movie called Just One of the Guys.
1: Oh, it's available on, like, when we first got our hbo like on demand or go or whatever that's called yeah it was on there
0: but just one of the guys Yeah,
1: because you and i had a conversation about it
0: yeah that that's one of those movies that they just always had that and uh don't tell mom the babysitter's dead and yeah. shit like that was just adventures in babysitting a lot of and babysitting movies
1: whoever like you always knew what kids had hbo because they loved those movies and then you always knew the kids who had basic cable because they loved Jaws.
0: <laughs> Jaws.
1: They were like, Jaws is great. And they were like, Adventures of Babysitting. And you're like, Shut up, rich kid. Right. Like, nobody fucking likes you. <laughs> well,
0: that's where I saw Hudson Hawk was on HBO back in the day. That was my introduction to that.
1: I saw it fantastic on like, movie.
0: VHS. How you? have I not covered Hudson Hawk? And like, what? That's a good movie to cover because it was such a bomb. That was one of those movies they tried to set up as a blockbuster. And it did not go well. Oh. <laughs> that was something they invested in. Hudson they Hawk spent a you lot guys. Of money promoting if you it. are,
1: if you are all the way in episode twenty-seven of our podcast and you have not watched Hudson Hawk yet,
0: doing yourself a disservice. You are doing
1: yourself a disservice. We both love it. It's hilarious. It is. It was a half its go, time. You have to go into it knowing it's a comedy. I don't know, like. I assume it was sold as a comedy cuz it's hilarious.
0: It was sold as like an action just a big summer action movie I think.
1: It's not it's not a big But summer it had a comi- you know
0: they weren't selling it as something serious though. They weren't selling it's it as like Mission hilarious. Impossible.
1: They're not selling it like the rock hanging and his fucking no, prosthetic no, no. leg coming off or whatever. They were
0: selling it more as like an Indiana Jones type thing, which I think was a it's big influence, funnier you know. It's than funny. Indi- it's
1: funnier than Indiana Jones.
0: It's definitely a lot more satirical than Indiana Jones. Yeah,
1: it's more of a comedy. Like it's um
0: but lighthearted really like good. that. That kind of nature, yeah. action, adventure.
1: But it's way it's way funnier than Indiana Jones.
0: But anyway, going back to uh Impact of, of Batman from 1989, uh, like I said, uh, a lot of people don't know Men in Black was based on a comic book.
1: I think everybody knows that.
0: Everybody I, knows I, that I knew that. In you back probably in the know day. that from me. I don't, I don't No, think... I
1: feel like I knew that back in the day because they really? like yeah. Okay. Like I think everybody knows that.
0: Okay. Listeners weigh in. Were,
1: you guys knew that, right? so many
0: movies that, that came out after that, though, that, that were based on comics.
1: Turn uh, out the Walking Dead TV show was based on comics. I mean, did you did
0: not know that. You
1: though. told me that. Oh, yeah, I, I, I do I know, know it.
0: Like, I feel like everybody should have known that. Uh, a History of Violence. That's a, a com- she <laughs> She's rolling her eyes. Maggie will not watch A History of Violence. I don't know why. It's a fantastic movie. I want her to watch. She would totally enjoy it. It's like Jessica Jones. You would really like it if you would just watch it. Why won't you watch it? Do tell. <laughs> Why are you just staring at me? I'm just getting side-eye right now. Because I'm at Which a point side in my eye. life where
1: I have said no for so long, I can't possibly say yes. But
0: what do you think will happen? That's just part of your personality, though. You will deny yourself something just just to prove you can, I guess. Yes. It's really pointless.
1: I'm very...
0: You're one of those people that like I'm you. Very strong it's headed. important for you to be right. Yes. I'm not one of those people, and I think part of that is That's because I, you're
1: always wrong. That's why it's not important. Well, no, to I
0: think it's because I'm like always right, so I don't care. You know what I mean? It's just I just am, and then when I'm wrong, I'm just All like right, guys. <laughs> this
1: is it. We're wrapping it
0: up. This is the last episode of Done. But no, I feel I don't mind being wrong. Though. I, I I love to be wrong.
1: I don't mind being wrong sometimes. when I'm actually wrong. Like when I'm wrong, when I'm when I'm truly wrong, I'm not talking opinion based, like when I'm truly wrong about something, it's like, oh, I'm fucking wrong. I got to fix that. But like a lot of times I'm not wrong and people, people's incompetence (laughs) make it seem like I'm wrong and I'm not. They're just dumb. See, here's the thing. This happened to me. Working in H.R. I said a certain term, I said. At least 90 days because, you, you know, you have to have a 90-day probationary period. Yeah. And management said, no, not at least 90 days. It has to be 90 days.
0: Which is I, stupid. That makes no sense.
1: And I was like, what happens on day 91? Like, is the person fired? Because right. if not, then it's at least 90 days. Right. That's showing a minimum of 90 days. That's also an acceptable term. Right. No. We need to remove all they qualifiers. could only comprehend. They couldn't degrees. understand what I was saying. So it made me out to be wrong when I was not wrong. They uh, were wrong. But I had to bend to their will. Right. Because I don't miss HR. No, I, at all. I'm 100%
0: like, with you on that. What that, I'm talking about with being wrong about. is when I make predictions uh, again, like solo. I love that I was wrong about solo. That I, made me I very will, happy. I was
1: shocked I was wrong about solo because it looked garbage. I don't I don't mind. It's not
0: important to be to be. Right, though. I, I don't know why. It's
1: important that when I am right, it is acknowledged. That's what's important to me.
0: Okay. But it all, for you, though, it also is important that you just, there. there's times where you will work against yourself just to stay in your position. Correct. <laughs> okay, you're aware. Okay. Yeah. I try to be a lot more I'm, flexible than that.
1: I'm well aware that I am uh, stubborn, pig headed bullheaded whatever you want to call it stubborn
0: stubborn, stubborn works stubborn it was called stubborn. strong-willed yeah
1: yeah it's, it's funny because like
0: when we argue and when i realize if we start arguing about something and i realize well it doesn't really matter who's right or wrong at this point i just want to defuse the situation so i'll just say you know what you're right i'm sorry and you are like all wound up you don't like it you don't don't like that that. (laughs) you want to keep going you'd rather i just argue my side yeah even though i'll just realize like like, we're already into it we're already into it let's just keep going and i'm like no you know what you're right i'm wrong i'm sorry i apologize you're right about it (laughs) i fucking hate that (laughs) which is so weird you just take all the wind
1: out of my sails (laughs) and i'm like i'm like going at 100 miles an hour and you're just like my favorite thing to do now you know what I'm wrong. You're right. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> shut up.
0: Fight me. Right. Like,
1: I fucking hate that. Come at
0: me. I'm like, no, it's not really important. Ugh. It just That's doesn't so, matter.
1: So frustrating. I love to argue.
0: <laughs> I like arguing too.
1: I mean, it's one of my favorite. But it has to be there. something
0: that it, the outcome matters. Well, I have to be right. a lot of even if I feel that I am right, it, it, sometimes it just doesn't matter if I'm right.
1: It, what's funny is like, I like arguing, but I hate confrontation. Yeah. It's very weird. It's like, I like arguing things that don't matter. That's why I enjoy arguing. Yeah. When it's actually. I don't like
0: arguing with you because I, you know. Because I always win. No, I don't. It doesn't, it's not even about that. It's just more, I I don't want there to be any. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I I I want things to be good between us.
1: Well, and we don't really, the stuff we argue about is always stupid stuff. No, it's not. So I was to, trying to start an argument. I was like, are you trying to start an argument? Yeah. Well, again, I'm right oh, yeah, no, wrong. It Let's is.
0: move on. We do. We, we get into arguments over dumb stuff. We
1: do. And it's like, it's absolutely stupid. And then it doesn't have any bearing in the... In and that's the why I'm, I'm
0: just like, you know what? just it, You're right.
1: I know, and I hate that because it's
0: like, <laughs> it's so like we're into
1: it now. You know, now I have invested energy.
0: Now I win arguments by... like conceding them <laughs> which is really funny to me because you i win because you're you're mad that i i just agree with you now I, <laughs>
1: arguing i'm i'm good at it and i make sure that i'm arguing the right side and that's why when you say something to me like we discussed you guys you should really if you are not a patreon donor you should really check it out that this week's five dollar episode is fantastic it's worth every
0: cent it's worth, <laughs> right it's it's
1: really it's a really good one but like Sean brings up a really good point in that. And he he's not attacking anything, but he brings up a point that I hadn't seen before. And my initial reaction was to defend my view. But then once I like listened to his view, I was like, oh, you're right. Like That's weird.
0: So and I'm not even trying to be right on that. I'm just more point. It's just a point of view that I think people haven't have overlooked. Is my what thing I think.
1: is, though, like I love to be right. I don't mind being <laughs> you wrong. Do. I don't mind being wrong when I'm genuinely wrong. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind that. But when it's a, when I'm not wrong and I'm forced to concede. I do not take well to that.
0: Well, if it's something that matters, yeah, I could see that if if it's something that in or, business or in matters. a way that and I understand what you're saying, because you feel like in that situation that you were talking about that. Well, well, first of all, you were right, and I'm not right. saying you feel right, I'm saying you're 100 percent right on that situation, Correct. yes, objectively. There's no reason that it doesn't matter. Like if someone told me that and they
1: didn't tell me what side I should have been on, I would have sided with my side because it was correct.
0: Right. There's no reason that verbiage should have changed. It was 100 percent correct. But due to people's ineptitude or lack of understanding, whatever you want to call it.
1: Yeah. Their inability to comprehend English. And then you have to
0: change. It's like, oh, I have to change
1: because you don't understand. That's
0: one of those where you grit your teeth and you're like, fine. You know,
1: and, you know, if I had gone, if I had gone to like my boss, I promise you he would have sided with me.
0: Yeah, because I was But It's not worth it, but it's not worth it. Pick your battles.
1: And it's like, that's why. That's why, like, I love winning arguments because (laughs) I lose so many that I should have won.
0: You're so passionate right now. (laughs) It's killing me. I hate you. Hey, we got to wrap this up. I'm starving. We have to wrap it up because it's
1: forever fucking long.
0: you got to edit this, man. I can't believe you do it. What are you doing to yourself?
1: You guys, you don't understand. My entire Sundays You're are. You're still talking. On. You're making
0: it even longer now. We got to do our sign-off thing.
1: Right, review, subscribe.
0: I know. Couple I thought we were doing podcast.
1: Com. I thought we were doing. I
0: thought we were doing catchphrases, aren't we doing? What's your catchphrase? Do you, everybody calm down. Everybody calm down. Don't get raped. Is that? It?
1: <laughs> this doesn't make any sense if you haven't listened to the Patreon episode. Right. But.
0: And then, oh, and my catchphrase is uh dire. Straight sucks. Is that, oh, is that a good catchphrase? No. I don't think it's a good catchphrase.
1: Sean doesn't understand catchphrases. I don't
0: get. I don't get catchphrases. She was trying to explain them to me, like, "Oh no, it's just something they say all the time." Yeah, it's I'm a like, sign off. Is this, yeah.
1: And it's like.
0: Well, stay no. nerdy, right? Stay nerdy.
1: And always win the argument. And don't.
0: don't all right. And don't murder.
1: Like no. <laughs> all right. Bye. You guys should really check out that Patreon, but I have to go edit this episode. I do not edit Patreon episodes, so if you ever want to hear what we sound like when it is a stream of consciousness, that's where you'll find that.
0: Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.
1: Bye.